Welcome to It's Become a Whole Thing, a podcast that takes a highbrow look at the lowbrow trash we love. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and each week we'll tap into the cultural zeitgeist by looking at the best and worst moments of TV history. Because here, we contain multitudes and read between the lines. Join me. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and how are you doing, my sweet trolls, my babes? How is it going? What's your week looking like? How are you? I, uh, I'm going to be honest. This is my third time re-recording this intro. I keep flubbing it because I'm nervous, and I'm nervous because right now it's a couple days ahead of time, but as you're going to be listening to this, if you listen to this podcast the day it comes out, it's April 25th. That's the day my book comes out. So it's a really crazy day, and uh, I guess... It's on brand. I'm sticking with my brand uh, of being a hot mess express and an absolute bundle of nerves. And yeah, this is no different. This is a big week. And for those of you who have stuck by and heard me just talk on on about this book, thank you for listening. Uh, You won't have to hear me talk about it so much now. I might mention it here and there, but uh, you guys have been great, really, really lovely at just hearing me out, talk about the book, talk about the pre-orders. If anyone's new here, it's called The Stuff I Hate Journal. It's a book of journal prompts all about ranting. Um, you know what? Actually, it's a special occasion. I'm going to tell you guys something. For those of you who watch Vanderpump Rules, if you are new to Vanderpump Rules, if you're an old viewer, what have you, I've hidden a handful a decent handful of Vanderpump Rules Easter eggs throughout the journal. And for anyone who doesn't watch the show, it won't ring a bell. But for anyone who does, they'll jump out immediately. You'll see. Uh, So I think I I mentioned this on the Patreon and someone messaged me and was like, this is your Taylor Swift moment. I was like, yeah, I guess it it is. I guess this was my way of keeping myself entertained during the writing process. So it's wild. And... It's so crazy, too. Like, I don't think I've told you guys this really the whole process or maybe I have like Simon and Schuster approached me and they did it because of my TikToks. And that's wild. Uh, But it's funny because like when you do content creation and TikToks and whatnot, um, it's kind of hard to explain what you do to people or you do explain, but you get a lot of either puzzled looks or uh, people turning their nose up at you or just like total confusion and no follow-up questions. So it's funny that from this sort of intangible profession has come this very tangible thing, you know, like I can show it to the, uh, I would say the, the much older people in my life. And it's like, hey, this is I did a thing. (laughs) So it's cool in that way. And yeah, I'm really proud of it. Um, Should I speak into existence that this is my first book? Because I've been writing my whole life. I really love writing. um, And it's something that I have like, I don't know, a third of a whole written book just sitting on my hard drive. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, my never see the light of day. It might. Who knows? Uh, But that was something I've been working on just for me long before um, I ever 
you know, started posting my silly little videos to the internet. So yeah, I don't know, just putting that out there that maybe um, the Stuff I Hate journal will pave the way for some bigger oeuvres, oeuvres. <laughs> I never figured out an oeuvre. Oh my God. Do you know what I'm trying to say? O-U-E-V-R-E. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> okay, this is just like a jumble of rants on rants, but I guess I don't realize that I sometimes interject with French words. For anyone who is from Quebec, you're very familiar. It's very Fringlish, like sentences just kind of drop in and out of French here very regularly, just amongst the public. Um, but it's so funny because I'm sitting here basically in my sweatpants, in my living room, like in my most comfortable, cozy zone. So you guys really get the very like realist version of me. Um but I'm just putting these thoughts out there and I don't I don't necessarily think about how they land. But then every once in a while, you guys will write to me and, and you'll give feedback about the podcast. And it's usually very lovely. And you'll interject these opinions of me, of how you perceive me. I just find them so funny. Like um, someone in my DMs on Instagram was like, oh, she's like, I love how you like you mix in French words and you're just like this stoner herbalist, like French English lady. <laughs> like I love I love that. I love that that's the takeaway. I don't know. It's like one of those things where, you know, they'll say like you could meet a hundred people and they'll all have a different perception of you. But when you have a podcast, you get to find out what those hundred people actually think because um, they'll tell you uh, for better or for worse. So I don't know. I'm just I'm just jazzed up. Um I want to get into the podcast today. It's a really fun one. We're going back to the Jersey Shore. It's the episode. It's the letter. Um, but I, I have a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun things coming. A lot of crazy things coming up. Um, is that what influencers say? Oh, no, they say, like, I've got a project in the works, but I can't tell you. I don't know. I have a lot of things that I've been working on. Mostly, it's not actually that exciting. I'm just going away for two weeks, and I'm trying to batch content. Um, so I actually have to get my shit together. Um, and in the process, I can tell you that um, this week is going to be a fun one, but we love whiplash on this podcast. We love going between very light, fun, joyful recaps of reality TV um, over to just childhood trauma. So that's going to be next week. We're going to be covering um, me and Sammy P, Pretty Baby. It's the Brooke Shields documentary on being a child star, and we've got an accompanying deep dive on Drew Barrymore that'll be over on the Patreon, so that's next week. In the upcoming weeks, I'm going to be covering uh, some non-American shows. I'm going to be covering The Only Way's Essex. Um, I'm sorry to my UK listeners for that accent, and <laughs> I'm sorry in advance for how I recap the show, but I'm I'm excited, and I will have I will have someone from the UK doing it with me. I'm not just going to be let loose uh, terrorizing the airwaves with my terrible impersonations for an hour like nothing could be worse. So it's going to it'll be good. I'm really selling this, aren't I? Uh, <laughs> it'll be great. Um, oh, yeah. Subscribe to the podcast. If you could rate it, that would be lovely with a five star review, either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And you know what? Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Okay, and we're back with Sammy P for the 
millions of fans who missed out. Um, guys, she's been away. She was away last week, um, but she's back. And for the thousands asking about her vacation <laughs> recap, that's already up on the Patreon. So <laughs> um, I'm so glad to be back from Vegas. I was immersed in the culture of the episode we're about to watch. Really? So because I feel we're in really Miami. Fresh. We're in Miami in this episode. So yes, yes. No, they look like they're having a better time than I had. But I was in a sweaty club filled with like gross people. So I feel connected to them in that sense. And I feel like I can easily call back what they're going through and how gross it actually is when they make out with people on the dance floor or after they've been drinking and smoking cigs all night, um, how sweaty they are. Just I can really taste it. Yeah. You know, I wasn't in Vegas nor Miami recently, but we recapped the, you know, season one, episode one uh, a while back. And that felt like getting reacquainted with old friends. This time I was already acquainted and I was just in it. I was just channeling and I was with them. I was feeling what they were feeling. I was fully immersed. Yeah, same. Like, And speaking of season one, when they were in Seaside, it felt a lot breezier. It felt a lot more open. Like there's this feeling of claustrophobia in the Miami season. They're sick of each other. They're fighting. They're in like a high rise, I think. It's the blue AstroTurf on their patio. I don't know. Yeah. And when they go outside, like there's just tall buildings all around them and they're on the street and then they just go to the club and then go back to the apartment. And it's like, there's no ocean time. Like, I guess there is, but it just doesn't feel as breezy. I think it's the difference between being hungover and waking up and huffing a cig, but getting a nice light ocean breeze versus I think Miami's more balmy. Yeah, it's more humid. It's hotter. Um, And definitely the cocaine use has skyrocketed this season. And that really ratchets up the tension. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's all throughout my notes. Uh, actually, and something else further down my notes, but I guess I may as well bring it up now, is I've never been to Miami. And I want to hear from the listeners who either live there or from there. What's the deal? Because there's a lot of lore around Miami. And most of it is negative, And I... I don't think that that's all there is. But all you hear on the internet, on social media is like, you go and you have these insane parties and everyone comes back. No one's friends anymore. Like, what is the actual story of Miami? That's an interesting thing to have heard plenty of times. I feel like when I think of Miami and its reputation, I think of it being like where all the gorgeous people are. Like Miami Beach, even like more so than L.A., being like the hottest, fittest, most gorgeous model types. And yeah, I hear a lot about the Coke, I guess. And um, but I think it's kind of a hotspot right now. Like I've heard like L.A. is kind of dying and Miami is having like a huge boom. Well, they said that about New York and L.A. and they're like, But it is is like there is cycles like if LA is like at its peak, maybe New York is struggling a bit. And then it kind of goes back and forth with, you know, and San Francisco's entering their like struggle era right now. <laughs> their but <flop> like era. <laughs> yeah. But cities like Austin, I know is having like a huge like boom and some places just feel like the place to be and some places do not. So I thought Miami right now was a place to be. Okay. Maybe I just ended up accidentally on Miami slander talk. That's so funny. You know, I mean, I'm not saying 
one of us is right and one of us is wrong, or it's probably a combination of the two. But yes, we're inviting Miami anecdotes. I want to hear them all because I've also never been. Well, it's like when we put a call out to Arkansas listeners uh, for the Duggar episode, very different tone, but you guys came through and you told us what it was like, you know, eyes on the ground. And I would like to know about Miami because it's not that far from Montreal. I think it's a three hour flight, maybe four. Could pop Whoa. on down. Yeah, yeah, we got to go for research. That's a write off, I think. Just expense that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Put on the company card. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, OK, we're going to be covering season two, episode four of Jersey Shore. All right, we got a situation. I'm the sweetest bitch you'll ever meet. <laughs> After I have sex with a guy, I will rip their heads off. Go, baby! Go, baby! Oh, hello! The episode is called Breaking Up, a.k.a. the letter episode. But the letter episode is more of a saga or trilogy. This is the episode where it gets written. So the next episode, actually called The Letter, is where the letter gets given to Sam. It's very bleak. Uh, For anyone who's, like, interested in the Jersey Shore but has somehow avoided in popular culture what The Letter is, that's a very unique slice of of people, (laughs) but we'll fill you in. Um, It's one of our favorite memes. So we probably share it to each other every time it pops up. Anytime they use... Jenny and uh, Snooky in that internet cafe. <laughs> J-Wow dictating his challenging letter to Snooky, who just click-clacks away with her square um, fucking French, French tips. French which tips. I, you are I am exactly. Some... I got my like coffin nail French tips. And every single person in this Jersey Shore episode has square <laughs> French tips. And I'm just like, I'm channeling so hard right now like we are so connected yeah and you got that manicure before we even knew we'd be covering this episode so we really are tapped yes in. and speaking of tapped in i've had the song cooler than you stuck in my head ever since watching this episode i don't think it's featured anywhere well sam that's a great segue into talking about situationally where we are at this time when it's aired so this episode aired august 26th 2010 and the top songs of the time are pretty great so cooler than me by mike posner yeah i hadn't thought about that song in uh years but it's great i like it uh yeah i mean it's it's very catchy like it gets in there and it does not want to come out of your head um i find it especially fascinating because it's like a song by like a quote nice guy who like hates this woman so much but like wants to fuck her so bad oh wait i love you but you're a bitch like you think you're cooler than me you never say hey or remember my name but if i could make you fall in love by writing you a song like i I would (laughs) oh actually you know what i haven't revisited the song in a lyrical analysis type of way Uh, i (laughs) sorry i've just been singing it for days so i've been like dying to talk about this with you like and I could sing it right now from memory, weirdly, I think, like all the verses. Okay. Wow. Um, really? I'm not going to. Wow. Love that for you. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. Maybe just compared to the next song on the list, it's good. Uh, Airplanes by B.O.B. featuring <laughs> Haley Williams, which I think we could all sing from memory. It's such a 2010 song. <laughs> so funny. 
I hate that song. Yeah, me like, too. I think it's a joke, I but know, it's like a funny meme. I love like all the memes about it. I just heard someone say the other day that oh, great, great song, like song of the year. Or Wait, you heard or you saw in some YouTube comment? <laughs> no, I saw it on TikTok. Oh, okay. Well, well then, the <laughs> there, arbiter of taste. At least one person out there who thinks that that was like a great addition to the pop music canon. I'm just just saying. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of pop canon, there's I Like It by Enrique Iglesias and California Girls by Katy Perry featuring Snoop Dogg. And fun fact, I actually saw Snoop Dogg in concert uh, shortly after this, and he performed all of California Girls. Not only did he perform California Girls, but he then performed an extended remix of it. He leaned Amazing. in. I know. Yeah. I know he loves that song. But he like wrapped her parts. I was like, yes. Amazing. He has enough. <laughs> Amazing. I know. He he has enough in his catalog that he didn't have to bring more attention to it. But I was like, I love that. I love that he loves it. He's having I fun with it. Too. It was also when he was Snoop Lion. So Yeah, that's when I saw him at Oshiega when he was Snoop Lion. He was really doing the rounds. I guess he was just trying to get his name out there, his new name. Yeah, and then he was actually like, fuck it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I don't yeah. like this. You can put in a good two years. Uh, yeah. So can you sing a little bit of I Like It by Enrique Iglesias? <laughs> I don't know if I know it. I don't know if you're trolling me or if you actually don't know it. Are you I trolling me, it. Sam? No, can you remind me? I'm not trolling. Baby, I like it. It's like it on the floor. You're trolling me, aren't you? Oh, no, I'm Baby, not. I like it. That's all I really <laughs> got for you. I today. wasn't trolling, but the shoulders got me. <laughs> Oh <laughs> i'm telling Ooh, okay. you i'm in the zone like i I'm, know me I'm, too okay okay well then let's let's get right into it so season two we're in miami um they're at the club clutch spelled with a k in my notes i wrote after the club karma they wanted continuity i spelled continuity with a k <laughs> i think you can tell that this was one of the watches i did when i was on the devil's lettuce i thought that was pretty funny at the time <laughs> totally i totally i loved the um jokes that really jump off the page <laughs> she's an author she is an author you guys. well actually by the time this episode comes out i will be a published author Yay! Yeah. Okay. Pre-order link in bio. <laughs> Pre-order link in bio. Um, <laughs> code Clutch with a K. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, all right. So yeah, Clutch kind of looks fun to me. Is it that I haven't gone out in long enough? Because they're not playing the real music from the club. They're obviously playing royalty-free music. But even that sounds like a banger. It seems like a good old time yeah totally um they also add a lot of like emo music to the soundtrack of this show like they they kind of give it that like indie rock tumblr early yes. 2010s like vibe like which is so funny because the cast is like what the fuck like they're like we all hate this kind of music we don't know why they did this. well they're trying to appeal to multiple demographics like it was no, when... i know and it, it totally works <laughs> yeah it's like when uh movies have to have a proof of concept that they'll appeal to like five different groups like suburban moms and like, <laughs> <laughs> like people on a date uh, okay so 
No, but you know, we, yeah, well, yeah, I know. Jersey Shore has unbelievable mass appeal and they have the editors and production team to thank for that. So they sure do. Well, they, and their charisma, uniqueness, nerve and talent. Um, yes, those two. Yeah. Give those, those a combined. pat on the back. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, so we're in the club and Mike, the situation says that Ronnie is president of the IFF. I'm fucked foundation. Uh, he says he's dogging his girl. And he says, Sam, you're getting punked. But he's saying this in the confessional. No one's telling Sam anything yet. No. And they keep roasting her in the confessionals. Like, they're like, Sammy looks like a pathetic loser. Okay. Like, everyone in the world would feel sorry for her. She's the saddest, most pathetic girl in the world. And, like, Mike's like, yeah, Ronnie's serving her a big bowl of dog food because he's treating her like a dog. <laughs> dogging her so bad. Well, okay. I mean, I'm saying this as someone who has been very young and dumb, but she does look dumb. Sorry, Sammy. Like, I don't fault her for that because they're swept up in the moment. You know, their brains aren't fully developed. But even without this knowledge, he's still not coming home all night. They're going back and forth. I'm getting ahead of myself, but there's still there's a lot of fighting, breaking up, getting back together every hour on the hour. Yeah, I just think it's funny how much Sam is the name in everyone's mouth most of the time instead of Ronnie, who is so out of control and so acting out in a damaging way that affects splashes back on everyone. It ruins the vibe in the house. He's a liar. He's disrespectful. He's, you know, yeah, I don't want to jump ahead, but Mike is really the voice of reason in this episode. Um most of the time but then he has the hilarious lines about sammy getting dogged <laughs> yeah mike always gives good confessionals he's, oh yeah he's great he has his little lines prepared especially by season two the ifs yes. mm-hmm. that's his little invention <laughs> so snooki is getting yelled at by her boyfriend over the phone they didn't have a duck phone which i was a little i was a little disappointed in i guess they were trying to say like look we're in a different location now we're in Miami, but it was still a very old corded phone. Yes. And very seriously, she says men don't know how to treat women. And that's why the lesbian rate is going up in this country. Mm-hmm. And she has a couple times just throughout Jersey Shore, all the seasons where she gets kind of political. Like she's like America, you know, Obama put a tax on tanning. And this is the issues that we face. <laughs> yes. Um Yeah, it wasn't like her boyfriend is clearly like abusive. He's misogynistic. He's extremely homophobic. And she like reveals herself to be like a ride or die ally and dumps him on the spot for saying weird homophobic shit about her going to a gay club. And I was like, wow, like fucking standing ovation for Snooki. Standing ovation for Snooki. I know I have to celebrate her in the Where Are They Now segment a little later because I think she's a genius. Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah, like she tells him that like on one of these phone calls where they fight, she tells him we just got back from a gay club. It's Pride Week or something. And it was so, so fun. And he's just like, what? Like, ew, like, don't tell me that you bunch of gay guys. Like, and she's like, you know, you've got serious issues. And I wish I would have known that before you made me fall in love with you. And like, we're absolutely 100% done. An incredible ally. And then she sticks with it. And she, like, is this great role model that Sammy could look to on how to actually see a red flag, cut it off, set a boundary, 
and stick pretty much to that. Yeah. Like, I don't know if this is the last we hear of Emilio. Like, does he ever come back? I don't think she goes back to him. I would need to revisit that part of the yeah. season. This isn't this episode. No, just curious. We're jumping all around. We're getting wild today. Uh, so then we see Sammy laying in bed, staring at the ceiling. And then she says, something's up. Um, she says to Snooki and Wow, I feel like you guys know something. If you know something, you should tell me. And this whole scene, this is Pisces culture. The way that she's just laying in bed and staring at the ceiling and she's like something's up and they're like no, no no it's not she's like yeah something's up something is definitely yes up. oh her witchy intuition is eating away at her like and it's so hard because she knows she can't trust ron and going to ron isn't even an option yeah. like well and the only she knows the guys have guy code she knows the only girl that's been out with the guys is angelina who is not a girl's girl Hell no. <laughs> no so she not. she tries her girls, Jenny and yeah. Snooky first. And she has a tenuous friendship with them. So it is at this point, it seems pretty solid. Like they are all kind of saying they're in a good place and they expect to trust each other. And they have like, you know, a truce of some kind, clearly. But it's not strong enough that they would go and tell her. It's not like the friendship between Wow and Snooky, which is like sisters yeah. yeah true um yeah and then you know later we see snooki and Wow in the next scene they're torn they're basically going through this philosophy 101 ethical dilemma where it's like mm-hmm. okay you know we want her to know we don't want us to be the ones to tell her but also what do we do because we're friends with both people so who do we stay loyal to yeah and it's such a horrible situation to be in and I've been in it myself just asking myself what should I do and honestly no matter what you do you're fucked like there's no good answer you look like Um, a dog either way you if you tell you will get blowback 100% on you it's going to be like a shoot the messenger situation oh you mean someone who knows about it someone who knows yeah like, it's a horrible situation. And if you look online for, like, advice about this scenario, as I did when I was at Rock Bottom, um, most things say, don't tell. Like, it's just better to stay out of it um, and let the couples unravel as it may. And some people say, unless it's your, like, very best friend. Well, I was going to say, I think if it's your inner circle, you should tell them. And if it's not, and you're close with one of they're good friends you should tell them and say like look you know this person better than me you know do with this information what you will do you think they want to know or but then and that's kind of like angelina let's say in this scenario like she knows everything if she's seen it with her own eyes and she could just tell sammy and be a direct source but jaywow and snooki know the information but they weren't there yeah and it should be angelina that tells her yeah yeah because the whole episode before this that's setting us up for for this one is is just Ronnie running amok in the clubs. Oh my god, they've got footage of him um three-way kissing girls just soaked in sweat, like hands all like in each other's hair, making out on like a white couch at a club. He yeah. Okay. At this time in reality show history, there was a lot of three-way kisses that I thought would feature <laughs> more in my life later on, you know, like kind of rock of love, but it's not really a thing. I like, I logistically, no one could get their mouth fully that close. So it'd be a lot of like just corners of mouths touching and very 
like wet but not you know no impact <laughs> um yeah it, the actual point where all three of their tongues are touching looks really uncomfortable but then there's like some swapping back and forth and more just like watching anyway it's very horny looking and it plays really well for reality tv because you can show it but it's giving like whoa <laughs> it's not giving sparks and chemistry it's just giving like three people just falling onto each other yeah yeah and and if that's what we have on camera of ronnie at these clubs like what's he doing in the bathroom you know (laughs) uh a whole lot probably yeah more a whole lot of blow that's for sure that's what yeah that's what (laughs) you're saying the quiet part out loud yes (laughs) i mean whatever do i even need to throw in an allegedly like whatever no you don't no this is fact. This is canon. He, he has long admitted to this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. And also, we have eyes. So, and, and at this point, Mike is too off his face. Like, oh, yeah. he's on his way to rehab, like, you know, building up that case. So they're all partying wildly, but Ronnie's the only one in a relationship. Oh, yeah. No, Ronnie's the only one in a relationship. But also, at one point, they just showed a quick filler shot of all the guys in the gym, and Ronnie is huge with a shirt off. And I was like, he had to have been on steroids too. Him and the situation, right? I would think definitely both of them are. And maybe Polly too. Like, you know, his arms are the biggest part of him, but like maybe they're all getting a little help. Yeah. Well, side note about steroids. I saw a short film, aka TikTok, <laughs> <laughs> about how we associate steroids with people like Ronnie, juiced up juice heads, but actually it's the influencer girlies that are doing them these days. Yeah. Someone's like, that is one of the biggest secrets that hasn't been uncovered yet is that we associate with huge guys. But if you're uh, one of those fitness gals, you take a bit of steroids and you will just have a a six pack. Yeah, totally. Oh, and some of the butts we're seeing these days in fitness influencers, they are like on the tiniest frame ever. And then this huge round butt that like is a lot rarer genetically than we are seeing. Yeah. And this it can't all be BBLs. No, no. Well, especially with fitness influencers, you couldn't, you could tell. Like they need to have like visible musculature, yeah. like they're like squats girlies. True. Yeah. <laughs> the squats will only get you so far. So mm-hmm. the girls are home, the guys are still out, and Sam says, Never fall in love in Miami. Yeah. So Snooky's dating some guy. And he calls her and just tells her that he's fucked another girl. And then she starts freaking out. He's like, what? I'm trying to be honest with you. Then he says he's just joking. <laughs> then Wow picks up the phone and she tells him that she's going to call the police or beat his ass. And I'm like, Wow is, she is a true friend. She really is. She's a girl's girl because she will follow through on either of those or both. It's not an empty threat. No, she fucking reams him out. And I love it. Like, that energy sends a chill down my spine. Like, no one's ever really yelled at, like, a man on my behalf. But I would love to see it. I'll yell at a man on your behalf. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, it doesn't come up that much that a man is, like, openly disrespecting you in front of people. And then there's, like, a crowd that can gather. But JWoww's got her girls back. Yeah, I know. And we've been really going deep uh, on the Patreon with... Vanderpump Rules analysis, uh, and I've been coming down particularly hard on Christina Kelly for being the worst friend in TV history. 
Yeah. JWoww is her diametric opposite. Yes. I, and I also got flashbacks to when they were in Italy and and she was running through the, the cobblestone streets getting blisters chasing Gianni. Yeah. With Snooki. She's, she's been there. She's been consistent. Absolutely. And when Snooki gets punched in the face by a dude first season, JWoww is the first responder. She gasps, looks at Snooki, helps her, and then fucking punches the guy right in the head. Oh, yeah. Like, and then is just helping Snooki and, like, you know, tending to her cuts and stuff. And I'm like, wow, I love Wow. Yeah, you know how so many guys on reality shows are clearly trying to be held back? You know, they'll slowly march towards someone and be like, don't hold me back, you know? Yeah. And Wow does the opposite. She strikes before anyone knows what's going on so she can get a quick, sharp jab in. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So then all three girls... Snooki, Wow, Sammy, they have a cathartic moment. They go outside. They are laughing and breaking plates on the patio. And that's feminism. Totally. <laughs> like before it turns between the three, it's it's really nice to see them like getting along and like. Yeah, it's lovely, uh, but not lovely for long. So it's now 6 a.m. Uh, it's past the witching hour. Ron gets home and he is about to go back to the room um, he shares with Sam. And she is just, she is gone. She is kind of maniacally laughing. And she's yelling at him and asking if it was worth it, asking if the club was good. And Ronnie just, he pretends to be asleep. He he goes with the freeze option of fight, flight, or freeze. <laughs> and I've realized that throughout this season, we really see a lot of all three from Ron. In a stress response. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ron is well beyond his ability to like cope as a person. <laughs> no, no, no. But we, but you, you know, people tend to have a really a default, but I think we see an even keel between all three for him because at this point the lights are on. He just got in and his eyes are asleep. His jeans are on. I'm like, obviously he's not asleep, but he. <laughs> but like, imagine like he's so wrong for this. Like he leaves her to freak out all night crawls in at 6 a.m after having the most like depraved night out ever he's so fucked up he can't even talk can't see like and he thinks he's not going to enrage his girlfriend by doing that like i don't know what he's thinking but when has he ever been right he's never thinking but like sammy is not at fault for being like hey morning how was the club was it fun was it awesome like you know i say torture him girl (laughs) well he can't even be like we'll talk about it in the morning you know nothing like no actually what happens next is sam says that she was waiting for him like a bitch and then he says yeah you are a bitch (laughs) (laughs) nice comeback ron (laughs) yeah whatever happened to i'm so sorry baby like do you guys not know that that's like what to do like he can't just be like i love you so much like and let's talk about this later. <laughs> you can't have a tender moment. You're surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have known that he would fight fire with fire? No, I know. He's so stupid. But like, he doesn't actually want to fight with her in this moment. He's so tired. He just wants to go to sleep. But he can't help himself by being like, you're a bitch. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. No, he can't help himself from doing the wrong thing in every situation. Yeah. Uh, both on the show and later in life, which, you know, we talked a lot about their lives in the where are they now from our original jersey shore episode we'll check back in but yeah he's made some poor decisions throughout his life we'll say say yeah so now we get sammy saying it was a test and you failed 
Yeah. And then Ronnie, actually, I appreciated this moment of insight from him in the confessional. He calls himself out. He says, look, I don't like tests. That's why I didn't go to college. Like, don't test me because I'll fail the majority of the time. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, one brief moment of being self-aware king. I, it made me actually think about the <laughs> the opening theme song of Jersey Shore, how they all have a tagline, except Ronnie is just ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, okay, Ronnie, say something witty. He's like, ha ha ha. <laughs> you barely, barely get it together. So it, we see one of more fights than you can really count. And even in this one episode, you know, there she's crying, they're yelling, Sam breaks up with him. And we go, we cut to the next day. The gals are out to lunch and Angelina, who's the only one out with the guys, she says that she didn't see anything happen. She says it very definitively. I'm just doing my own thing. I didn't see anything. Then we find out that is not true. Because then we jump to later on, boys are cooking dinner. Um, Mike drops a huge pot of sauce on the ground. The sauce looked so good to me. It looked like it was someone's Nona's recipe. Yeah, it had a lot of chopped up vegetables. It was a big loss. Yeah, it was no, Mr. It, Butterfingers this episode. <laughs> that's what Polly said, Butterfingers. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, but I know it looked like it had been simmering for a long time. It had lots of delicious looking chunks. Uh, yeah, so they they sit down to dinner. I guess they salvage something of it. They sit down to dinner and they say, oh, the club was fun last night. It starts very innocuously. And Angelina jumps right in and says, yeah, it was so funny that Ronnie was dancing with that blonde chick. And it gets it's like a record scratch. Like it instantly becomes so awkward, intense and silent. Like Sammy's negative energy has a way of being able to just instantly suck the air out of a room. Everyone is aware. It's not just Sammy. Everyone is clenched now. It's extremely... But it's because they're scared of Sammy's reaction and then Ron's reaction. And then, like, they're all scared of Sammy's wrath. Like, in all the times that Sam says, please just tell me, like, in a quiet moment between the girls, if they had just told her, we would have been spared so much delicious drama. So I'm glad they didn't, but... <laughs> Yeah, no, they knew they had to deliver a beautiful moment for television, which which they did. But yeah, you just you hear cutlery all of a sudden, just knives and forks cutting into their pasta dinner. It's very awkward and it stays awkward because tensions just keep building. So the producers make them play a little silly little game where they have to ask each other questions. So, of course, one of the questions is, who is the biggest cheater? Tension, oh. silence. Right. Have you ever cheated on your girlfriend? And then everyone's silent. And then Ron says no. And it's so unbelievable that it's even more awkward, I feel, in the aftermath. Yeah. It's it's also one of those things that usually if you have to ask, you know, you know the answer already. Right. I just remember he says no. And then he's like, everybody's cheated. Everybody's cheated. <laughs> What's the difference if it's one or ten times? Actually, I'm getting this <laughs> mixed up with Vanderpump rules. But yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, everyone's cheating. Like, actually, statistically, that is not true, Ron. Yeah. Maybe you and all your boys, but not everyone. <laughs> Certainly you. So then the girls, Jaywa and Snooki, decide to write an anonymous note. And they're telling Angelina about this, which is, I stupid think, a mistake on their part. I mean, the whole plan is pretty, it's, yeah, a, hair, it's it a hair brain scheme. It honestly is the definition of a hairbrain scheme. 
<laughs> yeah. Because it's like, there's no mystery. Immediately, as soon as you give it, she's going to know it was either Angelina, Jenny, or Snooky, And then she'll just be like, it probably wasn't Angelina. <laughs> like, yeah. Mike, the situation didn't go to an internet cafe. No, no. They, I doubt Angelina could like work a printer at this time. Like, well, okay. I mean, that's, I don't, wouldn't say that anyone's intelligence should be judged based on printer abilities. Printers are <laughs> difficult. <laughs> the technology is not kept up. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. It tests the most brilliant amongst us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so um so they make angelina swear though no one can tell the boys she's she agrees but you know again it's just simmering tension throughout and then you know we're back at the club sammy and ronnie are fighting and crying and i think i really had a lot of empathy for basically any gal that had to cry in 2010 because the eyeliner was so thick you know, it really made the situation so much worse than it needed to be visually. Yeah. Yeah. The mascara and Great the for eyeliner. TV. Yeah. They ran in a different way back then. It's true. Yeah. Well, it was wasn't as waterproof and it was so thickly put on that it was just a streaky mess as soon as there was any tears. Uh, but yeah, so everyone leaves the club. Um, but Ron stays at the club and Oh, Sam, Sammy, Sammy, sweetheart. She turns back to go check on him. She says, I am done, but I just want to check on him. I need to make sure he's okay. And this is Pisces out of balance behavior. This is self-sabotage Pisces queen behavior. Absolutely. Like, you need to make sure he's okay. He He's okay. Well, he actually isn't, we find out. <laughs> but I mean, like, well, I was going to say, what are you going to do? Baby? She should have act- left. Oh, no, she should have left him out there to to fucking drown if he was going to <laughs> fuck Ronnie. But like, at the same time, she's pulling a Haley Bieber, Justin Bieber. Like, she's like, I'm going to take care of you because I love you. The stuff he's saying toward the club is so fucking out of left field. It is so out of pocket. He like grabs her by the waist and is like, I hate you so much. You know that? It's because I love you. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Like, he's screaming it in her ear. Like, he says it maybe three times. I hate you. Like, and it's so creepy. But then, it, you know, it's like this, the worst vibe of, like, disrespect, obsession, possession. Like, and she's just like, Ron, you're out of your mind right now. I'm going to make sure you get home because I actually do love you and care for you. And then she walks him home, guides him, his arms just slung over her shoulder. She puts him in his bed. She takes his shoes off, tucks him under the blanket. No, first, before this, even worse, she turns back to go find him. She finds him, but then he runs away from her. He turns in the opposite direction, jumps into a cab and gets whisked away. And she's just standing there. And I guess good on the camera people because one of them made their way into the cab with Ron because then we see the shot from the cab of Sam with the wind in her hair just like be like what like what just happened oh uh, okay yeah sorry this is a different time no 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 she takes care of him right after this so back up a minute so he gets whisked away in a cab everyone's walking down the street and at this point I'm thinking like they all look rough and I'm thinking okay obviously they're going home no they all go to another club the girls and shortly following Ron. 
Ron shows okay, up. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Right. Okay. So sorry. At that point, he wasn't. No, it's okay. So it's a, fucked up. It's a lot of just <laughs> clubs and running yeah, cabs around and clubs, and they yeah. walk to the club, but then he cabs to the same club. Anyway, so yeah, they're there. They see each other again at this after club club, <laughs> and, and he continues to drink wildly until he's slurring at her grabbing her being super weird and she's like okay he's out of his mind and that's when she takes him home and she tucks him in and ron really is far gone he's falling from the bed head first and not protecting (laughs) his head no i know it's like like a cartoon (laughs) (laughs) it was like funny but also very sad but to see him yeah tumble it like he's sitting on the edge of the bed and then his head just gets heavier and heavier and he just slams it into the hard floor and then flips over backwards and you know hits his butt against the mirror it's just like upside down (laughs) he is a really top heavy man so he just (laughs) succumbed yeah he's like donkey kong or whatever yeah he honestly (laughs) so he just gave in to that that weight (laughs) distribution (laughs) and you know it's bad because the next day we see him throwing up for hours and like this guy can put away like he's like his body's like a trash can and for the hangover to come for him it's like you know it's bad (laughs) yeah but i mean he was too drunk from the very beginning of the night and then just kept the party going so then we get a light filler scene Vinny and polly are at work at the ice cream shop oh no gelato shop important they're like still keeping it you know keeping it authentic on brand and they're flirting with the girls and a girl gives them her number and i was really viciously brought back to a specific way that people would talk about women at this time so as soon as she leaves vinnie goes do they have a butterface flavor and then holly goes she has some of teeth some of her teeth are like this some of her teeth are like that yeah, I felt that was so so mean. I know, and and, and yeah, it was. And really they're mean. like the way that they rank women. Like I watched a couple more episodes from this season, and in another one, they call a girl who's maybe like a size six, eight, a hippopotamus, and like a grenade, and that they like need to throw her out of the house, and how can they make her go away? And like, yeah, they talk about the isolating stuff. the grenade. Yeah. And let it explode, like, so disrespectfully, unnecessarily cruel for just, like, a nice, beautiful girl who's in your home and, like, wasn't trying to fuck them or anything. Like, yeah, she was just there with her friend. Yeah, all the hippopotamus girls are, like, not that this matters, but they're all smaller than me, you know, size-wise. And they're, like, just, I don't know, not that it matters, but I just remember, like, I remember at the time being like, oh, is that what guys consider, like, a grenade? I know. I remember thinking it was really harsh, too. And especially since none of the guys on this show are attractive. Like, yeah, they're on steroids and they go to the gym. But like in regular everyday life in their hometown, they must be like, what, a six? They're the ones that need to reflect back to themselves, whether they have a butterface flavor. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Mike is really an ultimate butterface. Yeah, Mike. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so then... The girls head to the internet cafe and they write the faded letter. Yeah. Just in this grimy internet cafe, history is born. So grimy. And, you know, 
as you mentioned, Snooki has the French tips on her nails. Um, her poof is big enough. You could fit two little fists in it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And they write the letter. Wow dictating and Snooki dutifully typing away as her little secretary. <laughs> Should we do it in pink font? <laughs> the first night at bed, when you left crying, Ron made out with two girls and put his head in between a cocktail waitress's breasts. Boing. <laughs> we say like, it's not breasts. So she probably won't even know it's us, hopefully. Also was grinding with multiple women. This is gonna be so bad. Okay. Multiple people in the house, no. Therefore, you should know the truth. Um, yeah, and that's where we end it. Um, yes, we end it on a cliffhanger um, and we don't get to see. But I watched on to remind myself of how Sammy discovers the letter in her drawer and just it becomes the note. Who wrote the note? You know, like, yeah, it's not about Ron. she goes to Ronnie once and she's like, is this true? And he's like. Uh, no but even if it is not that bad whatever i put my head between a waitress's breasts whatever and she's like who wrote this like why is everyone backstabbing me yeah i know and for a brief second in the next episode Wow and snooki's scheme worked for a brief second because ron's like i thought it had to have been snooki or Wow, but they said words like wise and breasts and they would not say it that they don't know how to use those words yeah <laughs> so they did throw him off the scent they did for a minute and sammy wasn't sure either who exactly wrote it so she's like cool with snooki for a bit and like they have a really cute scene where sammy's got pigtails and and snooki told her that her and Vinny tried to have sex but it was like trying to put a watermelon in a pinhole <laughs> oh. <laughs> and sammy just laughed they laughed together she's just like you just made my day and it's so cute and like i just wish we could get more of that Sammy like we never got to know her as someone who wasn't under the thumb of Ronnie and like they get in these horrible fights and he calls her a bitch and whatever and then he'll just like crawl up and hug her and she like is so starved for love that she just like takes him right back and then she'll say something in the confessional like he's ruining me yeah and you know how popular reality stars whatever line they're most famous for they basically have to hear it every single day of their lives and for the guys, that's like cabs are here and GTL. For her, it's like Ron. It's a yeah. reminder of her abusive relationship, which totally. is later what she basically, I don't know if she alluded to or just straight up said, but it's what it was. Yeah. No, we, we've seen Ronnie's been arrested for domestic violence. Like he's only become more of a problem in the years since. Yeah. Well, actually, that leads us to, you know, in the where are they now segment. So, as we mentioned, we talked about uh, a lot of just some parts of their lives and the where are they now of our previous Jersey Shore coverage. But I looked up some recent news and Ron and his baby mama have had a shit ton of issues and arrests and custody battles. And as of now, Ron actually appeared back on the show. He had taken a year off and it's probably going to be off indefinitely but he made a brief appearance on the show on jersey shore family vacation to basically say that he now has full custody of his five-year-old daughter 
And he said that he almost lost everything, almost lost his daughter, and that he was in treatment for eight or nine months and that it made him a better, stronger person. So I yeah. I hope that is true. I hope it stays that way. I hope he stays sober. I hope he gets his anger under control. Um, and I know his baby's mom was also like a very problematic figure. So hopefully that custody decision was for the best. Uh, definitely scares me a bit. But well, um, I mean, it, it's like if you're looking at Ron, sorry, even if he's improved and you're saying this guy should be in the one with full custody, you know, it's bad all around. I agree. Yeah, it's but I don't think that was situation. a decision that was made lightly no um but what's interesting is that apparently ron was seen filming at the same resort now that sammy is filming again well like do you have any tea on that yeah sammy is officially rejoining the cast after a decade away right but we don't know if they filmed together yet no it possibly i think they're keeping that under wraps for now but we know that she will be back yes she has been filming with them um, I'm very interested. I might check in and see how that's all going because I have been wanting to see her growth and want and wanting to check in with her because I knew Sammy very well. Yeah. Well, you you and Sammy, you know, you have a lot of similarities, not just your namesake. Totally. Yeah. I related to her. Yeah. Just like I related to my next person we're going to check in with, Snooki, uh, my favorite hot mess express turned mogul. Uh, she I'm just so proud of her. Uh, mm-hmm. of her smarts and I've heard her say just throughout the years that she knew that her fame would be fleeting and that she needed to be wise with her investments she should really give lessons to a lot of reality stars and bravo liberties but she held true to her word and I just want to like <laughs> I just want to say right now she's flipping houses she has a wine brand called Messy Mama spelled M-A-W-M-A like Laganja Strangeway, mom. <laughs> uh, and she has the Snooky shop, which has multiple brick and mortar locations, and you can shop online. I'm like, good for her. Yeah. And also, <laughs> this is just something that she mentioned in an interview a little while back. But we had talked before about how in the first season they were only paid wages at the shore store. They weren't paid a salary for being on the show. At the Shore store, they were paid $200 a week for working there, basically, almost full-time. And then MTV also gave them some gift cards. (laughs) So, (laughs) incredible return on investment for MTV. (laughs) Absolutely. The greatest in history. Like, we'll throw 20 bucks at these kids every week. We'll pay 100 bucks a week to rent this house. Yeah, I know that Sammy runs a boutique, Snooki runs a boutique, if you can call it that. Like they're both probably just selling like AliExpress or Alibaba items or whatever. But I actually checked out the Snooki shop. She has hundreds of items. I bet. I bet she's got an extensive dropship empire or whatever. Um, but what does JWoww do? Really good question. Maybe she's just like, I don't do anything other than be on TV, which is, you know, fine too. It's good salary, but Okay, so celebritynetworth.com says that she has four million dollars but a lot of celebrities say that the you know the celebrity net worth list online is wildly wrong mm-hmm. it basically um, says everyone's at least one to four million dollars worth yeah so okay so she made around a hundred this is Wow and probably the rest of the cast a hundred thousand dollars per episode by the end of jersey shore 
Then she starred in her own show with Snooki called Snooki and Wow. She starred in Marriage Boot Camp, which you know I'm a fan of. <laughs> Marriage Boot Camp, reality stars, Young Americans, some show, and then Jersey Shore Family Vacation. And she's a Fashion Nova ambassador, et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So she doesn't have a boutique. I know, but I, yeah, I'm sure. I think Fashion I Nova pays well. I know she's doing well. fine, but um, she's not girl bossing it the way that Snooki and Sammy are. No. Well, I was going to say uh, Snooki has a family, but no, so does Wow. Yeah. According to the same article, Holly D has a net worth of $20 million. I believe it because he could probably command a lot for his DJ appearances. Man, I think that's where the money's at. Even more than the Fashion Nova sponsorships is the one night club appearance. Totally. 10K or whatever. Yes. You can do so many of those in a year. Fucking Polly and Vig, he lives there, you know? Right, right. And yeah, well, Forbes Forbes in 2012 said that he charged $40,000 per DJ set. Yeah. So he just has to do four of those and he's making more than an episode. Yeah. And he was paid more than other cast members. He's paid $150,000. Polly? Yeah. Whereas really? Jay was paid 100000 Yeah. I'm shocked because I don't consider Polly a, a main draw for me. Like, well, we know that, you know, that's an issue of the Hollywood <laughs> wage gap. Yeah, I would have thought like, well, I guess now that the situation is sober, he just can't quite give the same. I would have said he'd be the highest paid, but. Well, yeah, actually, he has the lowest listed net worth. Well, yeah, it was said that he he was also being paid $150,000 an episode towards the end of Jersey Shore, which okay. justice for the gals, because they were bringing just as much to the show. But anyhow. I would say the three of them should be paid $150,000. Um, situation Snooki, Polly, probably Jenny. Yeah. But like Vinny is clearly second tier. Yeah. But he had he had issues with taxes. Wasn't that why yeah. he went to jail? Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. Evading taxes. So he had to pay the IRS like every dime he ever made and start completely from scratch in a condo. Wow. Humbling. Totally. But he seems to have really eaten his humble pie. You know, the fact that yes. he's now married to his high school sweetheart and seems sober and has really yeah. done a 180. Totally. I, it was all good for him, but like painful lessons. But like, yeah, getting sober, losing everything, going to jail. Fuck. That's a restart that like it's a hard reboot. Yeah, I mean, some people, that's what it takes. For a very rare situation, oh God, no <laughs> pun intended, prison actually does what it's intended to on paper, yeah. like gives them a space to... some time to think about what you did. <laughs> yeah, think about what they did. And, you know, I hate to acknowledge that the advantages to it, but there are people like the situation who went to jail clearly rethought his life and came out and made yeah. better decisions that's what alexis haynes said too like and these are rich white people so who knows what prison's like for them but like you go yeah. and you're just like okay i can hit my rock bottom i can detox i can do yeah gucci main said the same thing too okay and he was in federal prison not the cushy kind i mean he maybe was getting special treatment but he said people were getting killed in there all the time and damn yeah and he came out and he's been on his a game ever since mm -hmm. wow i guess life is all about how you respond to situations 
<laughs> it's just about your attitude. And maybe yeah. people just need to think about that. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. This was a great journey. I'm glad we went back to the shore. Well, to the Miami shore this time. But I've been thinking about these guys ever since we left off at the Jersey Shore the last time. So nice to venture back. And they've had such interesting lives. Like Polly is now with someone he met filming like a shot at love with Polly and Vinny. And he's been with her for years. So for years? He, yeah. Nikki. What? Yeah. Love came from that show. Yeah, like he didn't pick her or anything, but they like reconnected after, I believe. And like and they've been they've been going strong. Wow. Um, you know <laughs> that's a better success rate than The Bachelor. <laughs> like most of the male bachelors yeah i don't know i wonder if Vinny's still single i don't know what he's up to but um yeah they've certainly all lived a million lives Vinny has the energy of like always the bridesmaid never the bride you know jay was with that young guy who like i think has gotten storylines for like groping angelina on the latest jersey shore family reunion like, oh no he's one of those reality show grifters Yes, like we talked about in the Teen Mom episode where they're like, they see a show like that and they're like, I will shoot my shot with every single cast member until yeah. I land one. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And that sounds like the worst kind of bottom feeder. Yeah. But I think I think that they can sometimes make right, even if they started as a bottom feeder, like Brock, uh, I think is one of those. Brittany, like both from Vanderpump Rules, I think they've both been able to stick it out and like I think Haley Bieber is kind of one of those <laughs> <laughs> you know you can fall in love even after stalking someone for their money yeah yeah it doesn't it doesn't matter what kind of reasons you go into it for you can still have your fairy tale ending exactly so wow it's a great note to end it on yeah I know I can't wait till we go back to the shore again check in with them in Italy or something. You're already thirsting for more. All right. Well, well I can wait, but I love continued. it every time we drop in here. Yeah. TBC. <laughs> yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. This podcast is produced by me, Emily Rose, hosted by the Sonar Network and edited by Solomon Krause Imla. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave me a five-star review. See you next week. Au revoir, mes amours.